Hey there, I'm Amber Smith. I am so grateful for you to be here. Maybe like me, you love to learn and grow to become the healthiest version of you in mind, body, with a twist of motherhood in between. I give you tangible steps to help inspire you to bloom with confidence in mind, body, and self-love. Let's do this, friend. Hey there, friend. So excited for you to join me for today's episode number seven of the Baylight Podcast. And this week, as you all know, we are celebrating Mother's Day. And I thought it would be fitting to get a little real and raw about my personal motherhood journey for pretty much the first time ever. Um, I have to be honest, like most motherhood journeys, it definitely has had its ups and downs. However, I have to be honest, motherhood saved my life. And just to give you a little bit of a backstory, um, I've struggled with anxiety and deep depression for a lot of my life. And the truth is, is I hid it and kept it to myself. Um, my health wasn't the best and I couldn't even keep myself committed to work out, let alone navigate the anxiety and depression that I felt. I remember that moment when my husband and I decided to have kids. I remember that moment when I peed on the stick and found out I was pregnant with my first son, Ethan. Everything just seemed so blissful. You know, like those that first time bliss of finding out that you're pregnant and getting so excited and crying and all the things. But as my pregnancy progressed, I started showing at eight weeks and a lot of people just said, oh, you're just bloating. Uh, and the truth is, is I literally started showing at eight weeks. And even before my 20-week ultrasound appointment, everywhere I'd go, grocery stores, and at that time I was working, so I'd run errands to, um, for work, people would literally ask me when I was due. They would say, oh, you must be almost due. And when I told them I wasn't even halfway done with my pregnancy, they just kind of stared at me and said, Oh, you poor thing. Or you must be having twins, right? And yes, I got those people staring at me. And in that moment, I remember I tried to hide how I was really feeling about people's comments, pretending like, those comments weren't bothering me. But inside I kept thinking, why am I so big? Does it really look like I'm having twins? With And with every appointment, my weight just rapidly went up. And I just, you know, it being my first pregnancy, you know, my first thought was, well, maybe this is normal because, you know, the doctors never, never said anything. And my blood pressure was always normal, so I didn't have preeclampsia. However, my ankles started to swell, and I had water retention, and it started to build up. And at this point, I knew there was something happening, and I just didn't know what was going on. So, (laughs) 
fast forward when I went to go take my glucose test. Yes, that yummy orange soda-like drink that tastes like orange soda, but a hundred times worse than so the orange soda. And um, after I took that drink, just something did not feel right. I was shaking. I started sweating, and I felt like I was going to pass out. So I quickly went outside to get some air, and I did feel a little bit better. But you know, I'm just trying to like keep myself from trying to pass out. And I thought maybe it was because I hadn't eaten anything, because you know they make you fast before you go in to take this test. And the following day, I got the call and I had my questions answered right in that second that um, I did indeed have gestational diabetes. And looking back, you know, I didn't really know that there was such thing as gestational diabetes until I got it. And um, my numbers were just out the roof, I guess, on the scale of... Um, how they determine your, your sugar levels, it was way up there. And that's what was happening with the diabetes. My body was retaining that fluid, and it was actually retaining fluid in both my body and in the fluid that Ethan was in. And for me, there was absolutely no option to take the three-hour test because it was certain that I had blood sugars up the roof. <laughs> so, um, after, you know, during that call, they were, they just rushed me to make appointments with the nutritionist and the specialist to help me navigate through this so that Ethan could grow properly. And of course, you know, I have all this fear as a pregnant with my first child and all the things like, hey, what do I need to do to can get fix this and I had to make so many changes so rapidly from my nutrition and trying to move with my very swollen body so I had to um you know get on a different nutrition plan and a very balanced and thought out nutrition plan and I had to start going to the gym and working out (laughs) And here I was, so swollen, that I could hardly move. And, you know, for me, going to the gym so big, it was just, it was really a hard, hard season for me. And um, then I had to start testing my blood levels every single day, three times a day. So what that means is I had to, I had this little contraption that I had to, prick my fingers every single day and then check my my finger or prick my fingers and check my blood and by the time I had delivered Ethan you could literally see holes in my fingers where I pricked myself and my poor fingers they were just like pricked to death and this was one of the most profound moments for me and when I had to start injecting insulin into my pregnant belly. I first I could not handle needles. And when I had to start doing this, it freaked me out. 
and um and even more so I had to inject myself in my pregnant belly and I had to do this daily and in that moment I remembered this was a blessing in disguise I just kept telling myself this is a blessing in disguise it humbled me in that moment that I was committed to changing my life for the better there is no way I was going to live my life life like this because they told me that yes gestational diabetes can go away after you're done with your pregnancy but because of how my body was reacting they essentially told me that I was high risk to becoming a pre-diabetic after he was born so in October of 2013, Ethan was born, and I have to tell you that my actual diabetes wasn't the only thing that happened. I actually, after he was born, I had continuous complications even after his birth. Um... I had went in for an epidural and was on track to deliver him only a couple hours later until I stopped dilating out of nine and he got stuck. <laughs> and 16 hours later, I had been told I was going to go in for a C-section. And I remember going to those birthing classes thinking to myself there was no way I was getting my body cut open. And, well, my worst fear came true. I remember being in the cold room as they put me onto the table. I was so out of it, but remember those cries after he was born. But I was brushed off without holding my baby. And I literally had no idea what was going on. My husband went to the nursery and I was left alone with a nurse at after what seemed hours, the nurse finally told me that I was hemorrhaging and they were keeping an eye, eye, eye out on it. And, and I should have literally received a blood transfusion but didn't. And meanwhile, my son, Ethan, had started turning blue in the nursery and was rushed to the NICU. And I still hadn't seen him yet. And he started turning blue because of such a traumatizing birth after he getting stuck and being stuck for a very long time. And then him being taken out by C-section, he actually had retained fluid in his lungs. And so they had to go in and put him under oxygen so that way he could breathe. And... Um, Days went by and I couldn't walk, I couldn't eat, I was super um, shaky and I could comprehend things but when people were talking to me I could barely like make out. I was so out of it and I'll be honest, I felt like death. Um... And I just remember all I wanted to do was see my baby. But the nurses wouldn't take me into the NICU because I was so weak. 
And finally, I had an opportunity to go see him for the first time. But it was just literally for a moment because I was so weak. I, they didn't want me to drop him. So they only would allow me to have so much time with him. And three days later, I was told I was finally going to have a blood transfusion. And I actually had developed a blockage in my stomach because I wasn't getting up and walking. So there was air trapped in my stomach and they put a nose tube (laughs) to try to pump my stomach out. And this is pretty graphic, but this is literally how my first pregnancy went. (laughs) And... The next day I woke up after my blood transfusion, I just remember, wow, what the heck just happened? And I was like immediately snapped out of this confusing state that I had been in for days. I was hungry. I wanted to see my baby. I wanted to get up and walk. And I had all this new energy, but there was only one problem. I had this nose tube down me. At this point, I told him to take the dumb thing out, and the doctor told me no. And um, finally, that same day, a new doctor came on call and said that the nose tube is coming out because it wasn't helping, and all I needed to do was get up and walk and move around. So that night, I was using a walker walking down to the NICU to see Ethan. And after almost a week after delivery, I was able to go home. So I literally have been in the hospital for almost a week. And so this wasn't the most blissful birth story. But this moment was a defining moment for me for the better on a physical level for me. I started going to the gym more, and I committed running our local um, 178-mile relay uh, that following June, and ever since, I have been committed to moving my body six times a week. I also stuck to my nutrition plan that I learned from my nutritionist, which is something that I coach others to help them create balanced nutrition in their lives. So, two years later, I got pregnant with my second son, Nate. Um, I was still considered high risk since having diabetes with my first pregnancy. And in the beginning, I still had to check blood numbers, but they eventually stopped asking for my numbers. So, I stopped checking them because overall, they were pretty normal numbers. And... I had a very active pregnancy with Nate. I was running and going to CrossFit, and of course I was modifying. I even ran a mile three days before I was scheduled for my C-section. Maybe not the smartest thing, but I did run a mile before I was having Nate. I was three days away from having Nate. and. You know, I'm just thinking, okay, this pregnancy went a lot more smoother. We did have a couple other hiccups along the way, but not nearly as crazy as it was with Ethan. Uh, My C-section was a little bit more blissful as a C-section could be. Uh, 
I got to hold him skin to skin pretty much all day. So I say that that's why he's my little clingy boy is because, you know, he was clingy from day one. <laughs> but even after he was born, something wasn't right. You know, you just always get that intuition as a mom when something is not right. And... I remember I'd be up feeding him in the middle of the night, feeling absolutely nothing. I had no emotion. I would sit at the end of the bed and just thinking to myself, nothing. Like, I felt nothing. And I would just start to cry. And, you know... I felt alone and four weeks later after I got the go-ahead to start slowly working out and start doing normal things I still felt nothing the simplest little things would make me cry and I would think to myself what is wrong with me two months went by and finally I broke down and knew something was wrong I had fallen in deep depression and I was, since I was considered out of postpartum when I um, admitted there, there was a problem, I had to seek my own help since I was out of that postpartum window. And I knew I needed help. I wanted help. I finally went to get professional help and all the suppressed feelings and traumas I have held on to for so, so long in my life just came tumbling down like an avalanche over me. Four years later, I'm still working through trauma from the past, which I will definitely say for another episode. But in regards to motherhood, both my boys saved my life. Ethan taught me the value of taking better care of myself physically. Nate taught me the value of mindset. Both of, both of them together have taught me that life is valuable and life is worth living in a more intentional way. Every day since, I have valued movement in my life and taking care of my mental strength as well. I share this story with you because I am forever grateful for them for saving my life. Don't get me wrong, most days are arguments over not wanting to make the bed or eating dinner and cleaning out the dishwasher and of course there's messes everywhere including the bathrooms. I don't know what it is about boys, but their bathrooms are always hideous to clean. Maybe you can relate to me on that. But my boys taught me the most valuable lessons and the most valuable lesson of them all is I needed to lead them by example and show them what a healthy way of life is. To go after their goals and dreams and to do this, I needed to be the healthiest version of myself for them. Not every day is perfect, but I can look them in the eye and say thank you for saving my life. Thank you for helping me embrace chaos and finding the blessings in life. I just wanted to say I made a gift especially for you, a guide to celebrating you and motherhood 
filled with yummy recipes and self-care ideas and a letter from one mom to another. I will link this guide in the show notes and so that way you can go visit and download your free gift from me. You are truly special and motherhood is not easy, but it's definitely worth it. I wanted to leave you with one of my favorite quotes we have hanging up in our hallway. Hold him a little longer, rock him a little more, tell him another story you've only told him for. Let him sleep on your shoulder, rejoice in his happy smile. He is only a little boy for such a little while. Happy Mother's Day, my beautiful friend. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Make sure to show some love today by subscribing to this podcast and leave a comment with one thing you're going to do today to live your most beautiful, healthiest life. Make sure to share this episode on your social and tag me at Bay underscore life. Now go out there and be your own beautiful today.